Can you believe it? Week two is coming up in the Big 12 football schedule. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12 from top to bottom. Always appreciate you being here and joining us as a part of the show. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button on YouTube and share us on Facebook, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you're at. Please do share us. So I'm going to do something new this year. I'm going to give you an underdog, a lock, and a bad bet of the week every week going into the action for the weekend. I could go through picking every game. I've done that for a lot of years. And you guys tell me, I want your feedback. And if you want me to pick every single game against the spread, I could do it. um, But I would prefer to really hone in on some games that I feel good about that I don't like and explain why. And if you want me to add something to this list of underdog lock and bad bet, I can do that. I thought about a stay away game, but that's basically like a bad bet. Stay away from that game. So my thought process here is I'll give you an underdog of the week to like that I like. I'll give you a lock of the week that I like, and I'll give you a bad bet to stay away from that a lot of other people might be on. So let's do that. Let's get to it. I'll start off with my underdog of the week. The underdog of the week is Texas Tech plus seven at home against Oregon. Now, it might be six and a half in some places, but I would try to buy that half a point and get it to seven if you can. Now, here's a red flag for me. Before we get to the game itself, a red flag for me is the fact that right now, 82% of the money is on Oregon at betting windows. But the number, which opened up at Oregon minus seven, moved down to Oregon minus 6.5. That is reverse logic of what you would think would happen if 82% of the bets are on the favorite. Theoretically, if the big money's on the favorites and 82% of the money's on the favorites, the spread is not going the opposite way. That tells me the wise guys, the sharks, whatever you want to call them, uh, they have decided Texas Tech is the play in this game. And when the big money is on Texas Tech, and the suckers are on Oregon, well, I'm trying to follow the big money as best I can here. So Texas Tech plus seven is the play. And I know everyone's like, oh my goodness, what happened at Wyoming? Look at how they collapsed. And then Oregon's got the big, sexy week one win, 81 points against Portland State. Wow. Put it all out the window. You know that if you watch this Texas Tech team, they were up 17-0. And then for whatever reason, they completely collapsed. If you don't think this team is going to be super focused this week with the way the fan base, the media has reacted to that week one loss, uh, you don't know Joey McGuire. You're not paying attention. This team is going to be locked in. Oregon is coming to town. It's a great game. It's going to get a lot of attention, and they desperately want revenge. They can win this game as well. I mean, if we were talking about this game two weeks ago, we would say that, that Texas Tech could win this game as well. But because of how week one goes, and we all overreact, we're all guilty of this, by the way, overreacting to week one. We're like, oh my goodness, 81 points for Oregon. Uh, There's no way that Texas Tech could win this game. They just lost to Wyoming. Well, maybe Wyoming's better than we thought. Okay, fine. Maybe Tech's not as good as we thought. If you want to make that case, you can sell me on that. But I still like this team a lot. And it's a team that selfishly, yes, I did pick to play in the Big 12 championship game this year. So I'm going to hang with them here as an underdog. And you know what? The smart money is on 
Texas Tech in this game. So I'm just sitting back. I'm looking at it. Okay, Oregon's got Bo Nix. They got the offense. They put up 729 yards in week one. Look at all the gaudy numbers. But it feels like a dangerous spot for them. It's a long road trip. Haven't played in Lubbock. Don't know what it's like. It is going to be an absolutely incredible game to watch. And I think that Oregon is going to be um, surprised by the challenge that they have on their hands in Lubbock on Saturday. That's my prediction. That's why my underdog that I like is Texas Tech, plus seven if you can get it in this game on Saturday against Oregon. Now, uh, the, the lock of the week, I went in a lot of different directions here. Oh, boy. This one, I, I, start, I, I had three games I was looking at, but really two I was looking closely at. I was looking at Utah at Baylor, minus seven and a half. And then I thought to myself, oh, gosh, that, that could be a weak one overreaction, too, although I think that Utah is so much better in the trenches. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I, do I go with that one or do I go with this one? I'm going with this one. And the pick for the lock of the week I've got here is OU minus 15 against SMU. Now, SMU had a nice week one win over Louisiana Tech. You give them that. But OU, I know, I know, I know it's Arkansas State. But OU just looked like it was next level in week one. And I'm trying to not do the week one overreaction. I'm really trying not to do it. But I can't help but really like and love what I saw week one from OU. This does not look like Brent Venable's year one. Dylan Gabriel and that Sooners offense is humming. Um, SMU is going to have its hands completely full on Saturday. It's not going to know what hit them out of the gates. The game is in Norman. That's a spot that SMU obviously has little familiarity with. Uh, they're going to be weighing over their heads, and OU is going to run away with that game. So I am pounding OU minus 15 on Saturday in that one. And, you know, here's the other thing. I've said all offseason that one of the reasons I'm not picking OU in Texas to win the Big 12 or be in the Big 12 title game is not because they don't have the talent, but because – when they get the Big 12 play, you are going to have teams that are going to look at this as a lifetime game. This is going to be their last chance to play OU or Texas, and, and they're going to be telling their grandkids about the time they played them and they beat them in the 2023 season before they left to the SEC, right? Well, now you got to look at it and say, can that be the case for SMU? And it just it just can't. I mean, some may say that, oh, well, SMU is going to the Pac-12, or where are they going? ACC, I can't keep track of it anymore. So, oh, they're going to be, you know, making this big jump, and they're on the verge of big things, and blah. No. No. I mean, I, I, I'm i just not buying that. Um, you know, a lot of new faces there on both sides of the ball, and, you know, you have a defense that, yes, has some help on the way that should be better than last year's defense that was 118th in scoring D and 111th in the nation overall. But I'm not buying that just because they got some good transfers, they're going to slow down this Oklahoma offense. There is no way I'm buying that. So with that being said, I'm all on OU minus 15 in this game as my lock of the week. My bad bet of the week. Uh, UCF minus three and a half at Boise State. I like UCF. I wrote. On the website, heartlandcollegesports.com, on Sunday, 
that UCF was one of my big takeaways from week one. How good they looked on both sides of the ball. Yes, it was Kent State on Thursday, but dang, they look good. And that could be a team that surprises a lot of people. That offense is going to keep a lot of Big 12 defenses up late at night. But going to Boise is never easy. I mean, I think of that. It's just always weird up there. You get the blue field. It's just it's just weird. Right? And, uh, you know, I think about the Oklahoma State game in 2021. Remember that game? It was just a strange game. I don't think there were any points scored in the second half. Oklahoma State slipped out of there with a victory. And that was the year OSU got to the Big 12 title game and was a yard within winning it. And they went to Boise and, you know, barely won by a point. So it's it's a tough place on the road to play. I like UCF a lot, but you're going across the entire damn country, right? And then you got to play a team that's always better at home, always tricky at home. And, you know, they're going to want to stick it to the new shot, new hot shot Big 12 guys too. And by the way, Boise State is coming off a huge loss in week one. I just want to make sure I have the score right of this game. Uh, it was 56-19 to 19 against Boise. Now, Washington's a good team, by the way, and it was at Washington. So now Boise comes home. They're licking their wounds. They got UCF coming to their place. I, they're going to be fired up for this game in front of their home crowd. So I, and, and it's just a difficult spot for UCF that's had so much change, new conference this year, everything else. UCF's the better team. But, hey, look at Texas Tech last week. You're on the road, elevation's high, that game stays close late. I, I don't like the UCF minus three and a half. It looks appealing. And if it looks too good to be true, then it probably is. So I am staying away from that UCF game at minus three and a half. So I've got my underdog at Texas Tech plus seven. That's the one I like against Oregon. My lock is OU minus 15 against SMU at home. My bad bet is UCF minus three and a half on the road uh, against Boise State. Now, around the rest of the conference, I, I just want to touch on these games for a little bit. Uh, Kansas is a three-point favorite against Illinois. I mean, that's it's appealing, but Jalen Daniels' first ba- game back and Brett Bielema's got Illinois in a decent place, so I'm not going to overlook Illinois in this game either. That's why that one I'm just leaving off the table. Utah-Baylor, I don't want to overreact to um, Utah's very good Week 1 win, by the way, and Baylor's really bad loss in Week 1. You can't overreact to Week 1. You just can't do it. Utah beating Florida. Of course, Texas State beating Baylor. Blake Shapin's out. I mean, there's so many reasons to like Utah. And I want, that was almost my lock. But I didn't pull the trigger because if it feels like a week one overreaction that you wouldn't have picked before the season, then I, I just stay away from it. So that's why I'm avoiding that one as much as I was close to pulling the trigger on that. Um, BYU, Southern Utah, no spread there. TCU, Nichols, no spread there. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State. So this is Iowa minus four, last I saw. It's in Ames. And here's the thing. Like, I want to pick Iowa State plus the the four if it's still at that number. But there is a lot of new faces for Iowa State, guys who have not played in a Cyhawk game. I mean, you're going to start a quarterback in Rocco Beck who's – about to start a second game of his college career against a really good Iowa defense. 
I know he's at home, but do I feel good about that spot? With a first-year quarterback, a young guy against a really solid Iowa defense, even though he's at home, I just I, I want to stay away from that. That's got like, I don't know, this game, I don't know if it's 10-6 and I got a push out of it. I don't know if it's you know, 13-9, something crazy like that. But it's just, there's too many variables there. You got presidential candidates showing up to the game this weekend. Like, I'm just staying away from that. The emotion, the unknown, the bizarreness of that rivalry. Look at last year. I mean, Matt Campbell has his worst year in the Big 12 going 1-8, and eight, but he finally beats Iowa. Guy can't beat Iowa when he goes to a Big 12 title game. He beats Iowa when he goes 1-8 and eight in the Big 12. I just, I, it's weird. Um, I'm going to stay away from that one. And then also, uh, looking at the rundown here, <laughs> Kansas State and Troy uh, don't have a feel really on that game. Um, I want to like K-State there, and they're clearly the better team. But K-State, you know, I don't know if this is their two-lane moment. Who the heck knows? I hope not, but you never know. K-State sometimes has that weird game in non-conference play that makes you scratch your head. So I'm staying away from that. I want to like Cincinnati plus 7.5. Uh, against Pittsburgh, but Pitt's a good team, very underrated team in the ACC, and I loved how Cincinnati looked in week one and Emory Jones at quarterback, but I didn't want to buy into what I saw in week one against Eastern Kentucky, so I'm going to let that one play out. Um, Texas, Alabama. You know, this is a game that I can see going either way, also why it's not on my list, because there's two scenarios here. Texas plays the game of its life, wanting to prove that it's SEC ready. Or Nick Saban smacks his old pal Steve Sarkeesian in the mouth in his own home and says, dude, take that garbage somewhere else. You ain't, you ain't doing that here. But then also Alabama's kind of, you know, maybe in a difficult quarterback situation for the first time in over a decade, right? New OC. Some qu- by Alabama standards, there are questions there. Still, the game's in Tuscaloosa, but with all that, I, I, I just decided I'm staying away from uh, the Texas-Alabama game. Houston-Rice. Houston's uh, minus 10 in that one. And, you know, I, I like what I saw week one against UTSA for Houston. If you told me that Houston would score 17 points, I would have guessed they would have lost. Rice is coming off a huge loss at Texas, 37-10. Uh, so I, I would lean Houston there. I just didn't think it was worthy of being my lock of the week when I could get OU minus 15 against SMU. And then Oklahoma State at Arizona State. Arizona State has a ton of new transfer guys in there, uh, a lot of unknowns on the coaching staff. And Oklahoma State, I don't even know who's playing quarterback, so I can't put that on the list. I, you know, I want to like OSU, but they're on the road. It's late at night. Who's playing quarterback? So that one I crossed off the list right away. So once again, my underdog is Texas Tech plus seven at home against Oregon. My lock is OU minus 15 against SMU. My bad bet, UCF minus three and a half at Boise State. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for joining us. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Do me a solid there. If you are on Facebook right now, share this. We really appreciate you doing that. And our friends on the podcast, you know the drill. You want one of these Heartland College sports koozies? I'm holding it in my hand. All you have to do is leave a rating and a review on the show and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get you hooked up. Please take 30 seconds out, hit that five-star button. It helps us tremendously with the growth of this show. That's all because of you. And uh, leave a little write-up on how much you like the show. 
and we'll get you one of these koozies in the mail. I send them out every single week. Personally, I send them out. So thank you guys for that. So appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy week two. Take care.